All right, well, welcome to the Red Letter Challenge. I am so excited that we are going to be spending these next 40 days journeying together. And in this journey, uh, this series, I am convinced God is going to use it to, to grow us, to, to stretch us, uh, to surprise us in some uh, wonderful but also even some challenging ways. Uh, as most of you know by now, the Red Letter Challenge gets its name from the fact that we're going to be looking at the words of Jesus, which in some Bibles are printed in red. And the goal is to not just become aware of those words and, and know what it is that Jesus says, but actually do them, right? Actually put them into practice. And so my prayer is that God will use this challenge, this 40-day journey, to transform us and then use us to transform the world. Uh, let me share with you a passage uh, that Jesus, uh, that he, a passage where Jesus speaks about uh, what we're going to be covering over these next 40 days. Uh, Laura alluded to it just a moment ago. It's in Matthew 7, verse 24, where Jesus says this. Everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Okay, for the record, this is when Jesus says those words, those are at the end of his Sermon on the Mount. Okay, so you know, Jesus is inviting his listeners to carefully consider and, and think about you know, just on what it is they are building their life. And that is what Jesus is inviting all of us to do as well. Right? He, he wants you to ask yourself, okay, am I taking the words of Jesus and am I actually doing them? Am I living them out? Or am I just hearing the words and they're going in one ear and out the other? Right? Am I standing on solid rock where God is going to empower me to build my life as his follower? Or am I picking the sand? So, so that's something we're going, to, we're going to consider, we're going to think about those, that, that, those questions over these next 40 days. Just kind of keep that in mind. Um, now to get us started, what I want to do is I want to do a word association game with you. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to simply say a word and I want you to then just shout out uh, the, the first word that you think of that comes to your mind or words that come to your mind, okay? So this isn't real tricky or anything, but I need you to shout them out because this is a big space and I probably won't hear you very well, so just shout it out. All right, here's the first word. The word is Jesus. If you hear the word Jesus, what's the first word or words that, that come to your mind? Go ahead and shout them out. Savior, what else? Lord, Son of God, Redeemer, and then you ran out of them, huh? <laughs> so, okay, those were good answers. Those are good answers. Um, how about this? Uh, the church, uh, the Christian church, okay? If, if you hear the words, the Christian church, what are some of the words that come to your mind when you hear the Christian church? Shout those out. Worship, body of Christ, Family, good, great answers. And I'm sorry if I couldn't hear all of your answers. Thank you so much. Here's what I want you to do now. I want you to think that with the, the Church of Christ in mind, how do you think somebody, just a person on the street, would answer that? I mean, if, if you were to just walk up randomly to somebody who uh, is on the Metro Parks, you know, a trail, or, or, or maybe you see them in a store, or, or you catch them after an Indians game, right, after, outside Progressive Field, and uh, what do you think, if, they're, if they hear that, you know, the church, the Christian church, what do you think they're going to say? What words? I, how, how do you think the Christian church is perceived today 
by the world. So what words do you think they might say? Go ahead and shout those out. Judgmental. Boring. I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. Rules. Bible pushers. So, so all of those are great answers. And again, forgive me if I don't hear all of them. But um, it, the, I think it's safe to say, wouldn't you, that, that um, when a person on the street is going to answer or provide words for Jesus, there'll be more positive words than they would be about the church. And that's a big deal. And it's a big deal because we are called to be the Christian church in our world today. Right? We are called to be Christ's ambassadors. But obviously, there are some obstacles out there that exist and that we need to be aware of. And we've just discovered one of those big obstacles, haven't we? Right? We were just shouting out answers. And the, one of those obstacles is the fact that the church has a bad reputation. People don't think highly of the church, which is sad because for hundreds, if maybe more than that, the church has led the way in helping the sick, the needy, the poor, uh, after natural disasters, providing aid and, and relief. But like it or not, that is how the world sees us. Authors David Kinneman and Gabe Lyons wrote a book, and they did some research for three years. They took this survey of young, unchurched Americans just to kind of see what, those, what these young, unchurched Americans thought of the church. And uh, shockingly, half had a negative view of the church. The authors word it this way. They say, many of those outside of Christianity reject Jesus because they feel rejected by Christians. Those people out on the street, they reject Jesus because they feel rejected by us. Ouch. But I think if we're honest with ourselves, we'd have to admit, wouldn't we, that we haven't always represented Jesus very well. Well, that's where this book comes into play. That's what we're going to be doing on this journey. This, this Red Letter Challenge series is designed to help reveal the real Jesus to those around us. And, and here's, here's the basic idea. If we, can get the, if we can give the right expression of who Jesus really is, people are going to fall in love with him. And I'm convinced that that's true. Okay, for all of you sitting here, for those of you who are watching online right now, you know God's love through faith in Jesus Christ as your Savior. You know that if you have sinful thoughts or if you act or speak in a way that poorly represents Jesus, you know that you can confess your failures to God and he will wipe away your guilt, right? You know that. You know by the Spirit's power and by grace, God's gift to you is Jesus. And through his death and resurrection, we are forgiven and saved. Praise the Lord. Beyond that, though, you also know that this God that you love and worship has the ability to comfort you, right, to heal you, to uh, empower you. And when you take all of that into consideration, it has transformed your life. The Holy Spirit has changed your life. And here's where I'm going with all this. I'm absolutely convinced that if we can give the right expression of who Jesus is, the real Jesus people are going to fall in love with them. They're going to want to be changed too. I mean, who would not want to fall in love with a God like that, right? So that's what we're going to be doing on this journey. 
Now, I got a couple of verses I would like to read for you. One is found in Luke 11, verse 28. And again, Jesus is saying, don't just listen to my words, do them. He says it this way, blessed are those who hear the word of God and obey it. Or Jesus' brother, uh, his half-brother, James, in James 1, verse 22, says it a little bit more uh, pointedly. He says this, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves, do what it says. Okay, so do what it says. That's what we're going to be working on in, in this red letter challenge. Okay, we're going to take the words of Jesus, those words written in red, and we're going to put them into practice. And, and we're going to do that because the answer to how to make, how to give a, a true expression of Jesus so that other people fall in love with him is found right in here. I started off my message reading this passage from Matthew 7. Let me read uh, this entire section, the, the whole story of the wise and the foolish builder. In Matthew 7, verse 24, Jesus says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Got it. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. So based on these words that Jesus speaks to us in Matthew 7, the key to following Jesus, to being a follower of Jesus, to give a right expression of who Jesus is so people fall in love with him, is twofold. The first is obvious. You have to hear his words. The second is then to put them into practice. And again, that's what we're going to be doing in this series. We're going to take the words of Jesus, the words written in red, and we're going to literally live them out. That's exactly what we're going to be doing. Now, so you know, um, most of what Jesus taught his disciples to do when he was here on this earth centers on five principles. Right, most of what Jesus talked about during his earthly ministry was revolved around these five principles. And over this, this 40-day journey, we're going to dive deeper into each and every one of these five principles. Okay? So let me just run through these with you. The first principle is being. In other words, we need to be with Jesus. If we're going to be a follower of Jesus, we need to spend time with Jesus, right? In order for us to do anything for Jesus, we need to have a relationship with Jesus. We need to be connected to him and stay connected to him throughout the day, every day, and not just during these 40 days, but our entire life. To be a follower of Christ that is going to reveal the true Jesus so that other people fall in love with him, we... You and me, we need to spend time with him. We need to be with Jesus. That's principle one. The second principle is forgiving. In other words, we are called to practice grace. Now, I think most of us are, are pretty good at receiving God's grace and forgiving ourselves. Where we might stumble and get tripped up is extending that grace and forgiveness to other people. Again, though, as we look at Jesus' words written in red, what we're going to learn is that being a true follower of Jesus means not only having a thorough understanding of God's grace for us, but what it looks like for us to offer grace to other people. Principle three is serving. We, in other words, are saved to serve. 
we, of course, have been saved by God's grace through faith in Jesus who served us first. He served us by his life of perfect obedience, by dying on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins, by conquering death through his own resurrection. Right? As a result of we, us being served by Jesus, we want to serve Jesus back. Right? A follower of Jesus is going to want to get out into the community and want to love others and want to do everything they can to help anybody in any way they can. That's principle three. Principle four is giving. In other words, followers of Jesus are generous. During his earthly ministry, uh, the thing, the topic that Jesus spoke about the most was the kingdom of God. A close second was money. And as we learn what Jesus teaches right here in this book, those words in red, we will learn that it is impossible to be a stingy Christian. Why? Because followers of Jesus are just naturally generous. And then the fifth principle is going. In other words, following Jesus is an adventure. Before ascending back into heaven, returning to his rightful place on the throne in heaven, uh, Jesus taught his disciples to be not just his hands and his feet, but his mouthpiece. And so in this journey, we're going to look at what it means to talk about, to share the good news of Jesus Christ. That the Jesus who died for us on the cross, who, who pays for all of our sins, the, same, the, the Jesus who um, rose from the grave and through faith in him as our Savior, secures for us an eternity with him in heaven, that same Jesus does the same thing for everybody else on this planet. So that's, that's the fifth principle. But those five principles, being, forgiving, serving, uh, giving, and going, those five characterize a follower of Jesus Christ. And, and that's what we're going to be focusing on over this 40-day journey. Now, just as you would for any trip, any journey, you, you would prepare for it, right? You're going to pack some things. You're going to look for things that might be helpful for you. What I like to do in the time that I have left is share some helps for you, for this journey. Before I get there, though, I need to do a little housekeeping, okay? The first thing is that um, for day one, which is tomorrow, okay? So when you get to day one in your book, uh, well, tomorrow, you're gonna open up to this, this page and you're gonna do what it says on day one. So then there's day one, two, three, four, five. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Perfect. Day six, you wanna, Saturday, you wanna skip. Because day six in the book is Sunday. So for this week, and this week only, you skip this Saturday. Okay, you do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, skip Saturday. Day six is Sunday. That's how the book is. I can't help you any other, other, other way than that. So that's the first tip. Second thing, let me share some cautionary warnings about two monsters. The one is the guilt monster. When... As Christians, and we are so good at guilting ourselves, when we get into a kind of, this kind of a series, it is easy to get into a full-blown guilt attack where you're like, oh yeah, like I need 40 more days of something to do. And yet I'm going to be a good little Christian. I'm going to do it. And you know, even though I'm going to, because if I don't do it, I'm going to feel guilty, that kind of thing. You know what I mean? So please, please understand, neither God nor us, none of us here, want you to feel guilty on this journey. We want you to do this because you want to do it. 
It's that simple. Because you want to grow closer to Christ because you want to reveal a true expression, a right expression of Jesus that is going to help somebody else fall in love with him. So just careful of the guilt. The other thing that uh, we need to, uh, the other monster that I want to warn you of is the competition monster. Okay, when you are issued a challenge, you may not have a problem with guilt at all. What you are like, you got this 40-day challenge, it's like, oh yeah, I'm in, and I'm going to dominate. <laughs> I'm going to win. And I suffer from that. So just so you know, this is not about winning. You do not win. You do not, it's not about beating your spouse or, or you know, checking off all those, those pages. It's simply a, a series that is designed to help you be more like Jesus. All right, so those, those are the two housekeeping things. Uh, be careful of the monsters, be careful of those monsters, and skip this Saturday. It's the only day you skip for this 40-day journey. All right, now let me offer some helps for you. As we go on this journey together, these are things that are really essential. Number one, you have to invite Jesus because he gives you strength. You need his strength. You need his strength. Next Sunday, Pastor Mark will be here, and he is going to talk about being. He's going to talk about how important it is to be with Jesus and to connect with Jesus so that you can relate to Jesus and represent Jesus and bear the fruit that he has called you to produce. Okay, invite him into this challenge with you. You will not succeed without him. So, you know, always begin with prayer and invite him into every aspect of this journey. Ask for his wisdom, ask for his guidance, ask for his power. Second, Second help, invite others because you need their support. That's why we've been pushing small groups these last couple of weeks. Because while um, it, there are uh, some challenges in this, this journey that are pretty easy and doable, there are some challenges in here that are kind of hard and even a bit scary. And, and while the Holy Spirit, while God the Holy Spirit is going to be your constant companion, I just, I personally believe that if you have some other people who are going along this journey with you to encourage you and support you, it, just, it helps, right? Because there will be things that you just, you won't know what to do or how to do it, all right? And that can be intimidating. That can be overwhelming. So it's nice to invite some other people along with you who will say, yeah, that is scary. I'm scared too. Let's do this together, right? Yeah, this is, this is hard, but you know what? Let's, let's keep going. Let's do this together. We are so much better together. So invite some people along with you on this journey. Don't, if you can at all possible avoid doing it solo, you know, avoid that. Even Jesus saw the need for a team, right? I mean, if the Son of God saw the importance of having a team, we should see how important that is for us too. All right, third thing um, is to share with others what your journey has been. Share your experiences with others. This is a help for not just you, but for the body. I am absolutely convinced that if we read or hear from other brothers and sisters in Christ, people who we may even know how God has inspired them, how he's in, uh, equipped them, stretched them, has grown them, whatever, it, it will inspire us as well. Right? We may see something that we never were able to see before. We may try something that we didn't ever want to try before. I don't know. But be willing to share your journey so as to in help inspire the body. Okay? Now, here's how it's going to work. So on Mondays, 
on Mondays, you are going to receive uh, via Realm, uh, an email, but also on, uh, on Facebook. Uh, so if you follow us on Facebook, if you don't follow us, follow us. There will be a post. <clears throat> These will be words of encouragement. Every Monday, words of encouragement. Every Friday, you will be given an opportunity to post your journey, to share your experiences, your, your win. That's, what, that's how they word it here. But you know, what we want you to do is to, to, to actually do that, to share your journey. All right, share your experiences. Post something on Realm or on Facebook. Uh, you'll, you'll figure out how to do that when, it, when that day comes. You can either do it yourself. You can do it as a group. All right, you can, you can you know, share your wins with each other and then pick maybe the top three or four or whatever. But you know, don't keep your experiences a secret. <laughs> share your journey with us okay? so that we can be inspired as a body to move in the direction that God really wants us to go. So share your story and take us along with you. Last help, and this is a big one. Give yourself some grace, right? If you miss a day, that's okay. Skip it and move on. Because I know if your life is like mine, it can get busy. And so all of a sudden you're three or four days behind and then you're like, ah, you're all stressed out and I can't catch up. I'm never gonna catch up. I'm gonna quit. We don't want you to do that. Give yourself some grace, right? If you miss a day, it's okay. Skip it. What actually I would encourage you to do is dog ear those pages and go back to them later, right? But give yourself some grace. And also when it comes to the challenges here, give yourself some grace. Again, some of these challenges are going to be easy peasy, but some of these challenges are going to require some planning on your part, or it may be that you, you can't do it that particular day, or it might be next week, or, or maybe um, you just don't know what to do, so you can't, or whatever. Give yourself some grace. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with those who are traveling this journey with you. And just know, trust that God is going to be at work in this, growing you and shaping you and, and, and building within you uh, the person that he has in mind for you. So give yourself some grace. All right. So let me just challenge you this week. For this next 40-day journey, let me challenge you, seriously challenge you. Okay, number one. Commit to being fully engaged in this 40-day journey. All right, if you signed up, you got a book, great. All right, now fully invest yourself in these next 40 days. Jump with both feet, jump, jump full in, okay? Both feet. Don't do a half-hearted thing where, yeah, maybe I'll do it, maybe I won't. Fully engaged, okay? I challenge you to commit to being fully engaged. All right, second, um, ask Jesus to challenge and empower you during this journey. Uh, I already shared this with you. You need to invite Jesus on board with you in this journey. Uh, always begin with prayer. Always ask Jesus to, to uh, guide you, to lead you, to stretch you, to grow you. He, with him, all things are possible. All right? So make sure you ask for him to challenge you and empower you. And then the third thing is encourage and be open to encouragement from others. And that's the second help that I mentioned, right? Invite others. And share those, share those experiences. Every Friday, post something. Either on Realm or on Facebook, post you know, the win. Post your journey so as to share that with others, so as to inspire all of us as we begin to move in that direction that, that God would have us move as a body of believers. Okay? <clears throat> all right. Well, I am excited about this journey with all of you. And if you still do not have a book and you would like one, you'd like to sign up, they are outside in the lobby area. Turn to the right. There's a stack of them. Grab those books. Uh, grab one for yourself. 
right? And, and then what I'd like to do is have you contact Kim Elgin. Her name is on the screens. It's on your screen as you're watching online right now. Um, contact her. She will get you connected. But I really am excited about this, this next 40-day journey that we're going to do together because I'm absolutely convinced. I really am. If you, if you take these five basic principles, all right, the, the words of Jesus, and apply them to your life, you will be led to spend more time with the God who loves you. You will be led to, um, to, to offer forgiveness to someone that maybe you haven't for a long time, and that person might even be you. You will be led to serve and to sacrifice in a way you've never served or sacrificed before. You will be led to give freely, generously, joyously, and you will be led to be bolder and more courageous in how you live and how you act. You will. Beyond all of that, if you take those, those words of Jesus and apply them to your life, I guarantee you will experience a life that is far more rewarding. So, welcome to the Red Letter Challenge. Welcome to the journey. Would you pray with me, please? Gracious God, thank you for giving us your word. Uh, help us to, to dream and to dream big as to you know, how you might be working through Jesus in us to grow us as your disciples, allowing us to, to reflect a true expression of who you are, that they might fall in love with you. They might see in us your presence, your power, your grace, your love. Uh, Lord, that's what we pray as we begin this journey together. I pray that you would bless it and bless us through it. We love you and we pray all this in the great name of Jesus, our Savior. Amen.